Test. Test. Okay, we're good. Yep. Hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. As one and a half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Uh, Randy. Don't know. Oh, God. Something went wrong with my insides. Oh, God. I'm fine. Okay. So we now live in a world full of sequels, prequels, remakes and reboots, and we understand that sometimes life gets in the way, and you're not always going to be able to catch up before a new one comes out. With that in mind, we're here to discuss our thoughts on the highs and lows of some of the biggest franchises in cinema history, before we find out if the new one is worth seeing. This week, we conclude our epic Star Wars rewatch by covering the first two films of the sequel trilogy, Episode 7, The Force Awakens, and Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars is back. Star Wars is back. Star Wars. Star Wars is back, and it's good again. It is good again. I, yeah, I, mate, honestly. Like, I never thought this would happen. Like, the fact that when that were, I said Star Wars Episode 7, like, yeah. when, it, when it was first announced, when they, like, when the, the buyout happened, I just, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was some sort of, like, it's like when Spider-Man came to the MCU. It's one of those, like, fan theory things that you had in your head that you yeah. never thought would actually happen. Yeah. And then it did. Just, like... Oh my god, they're actually gonna make, they're gonna go forward in the story. Yeah, like they've got they because they went backwards and they went forwards and then he was like, right, well that's it. And for the longest time, it was like, no, there's six movies, tells this story, it's done. Here's the box set of the it says the complete saga on it because <laughs> it's complete. <laughs> yeah, and it's over. Now no, we're in. Some... Never believe the marketing. I know, but like... But yeah, it is one of those things, like especially with Star Wars. It's as iconic as it was. Yeah. And as definitive as the Star Wars cuts were. Yeah. But with this one, I was not excited for this. I know, yeah, we talked about like, it the We've talked about it with the, the stabbing analogy. Yeah. Um, but... What was it that had you worried then? Was it a case of being worried because of the back... Purely because of the prequels? Partially, yeah. See, Partially me, because, like, I was just like, I don't care. Like, it's still it's still part of the thing that I have against them now. Yeah. Is that, like, the original trilogy are always going to be on a pedestal for me because yeah. they were so formative for yeah. my entire life. Whereas these have come along and they're, they're good and they are Star Wars, but not the same. No. I, d- I feel like, yeah, we'll talk about this later, but I, don't f- I feel like it's, it's not fair to compare them to the original trilogy yeah. in a way. And obviously you can't help but do that because they are yeah. part of the same series mm-hmm. and they have the same actors and it's, th- it's a continuation of the story. And I feel like it is a worthy continuation of the story and it earns its place alongside the others, but you can't compare them. You, they're not... Uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> because there's so much... For a start, they're, they're products of their time. Yeah, like it's a movie made in 2015, uh-huh. and all the baggage that comes with that. Yeah, and that's part of like one of the reasons that I have like is why like I'm positive about it as well because I'm like the stuff that you can show mm. in seven and eight that just wasn't even possible yeah. in four, five, and six, and looked ridiculous in one, two, and three. Yeah. And at that point, well, at the point of seven, we hadn't had Han or Rogue One. No. But, yeah, so there are, like, big things that are better and worse. And I think um, you can, like you can and you can't compare because they are so different. They're yeah. vastly different. Yeah. 
but at the same time, like the same. But I don't know. It's it's like we were saying about a new hope. Mm. Is that when you watch it and you realise the absolute calamity that was behind the scenes of that to get what we got. Yeah. And then you get to this, which is like very precisely made. Yeah. And it's like, and it's following a blueprint that has been set out 30 years before. And it's like, right, this is a very specific line that you have to walk. Yeah. Like Disney are now in control. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't have the same heart to me. Yeah, but it, yeah, like you can't you can't replicate. It's lightning in a bottle. You can't yeah, replicate. Exactly, it. exactly. And that's the thing. And I won't hold it against it. And I won't say that it's a weaker film because of it. I just I would always say that that's the only reason that I have that it doesn't hold that same. Yeah, like it's, I mean, it's always going to suffer for me because yeah. it because it doesn't have that drama yeah. to it. It doesn't have it doesn't have the the extra story yeah, to, like the story yeah. behind the story like it, like 8 for example yeah like everything that happened because of 8 has sort of cemented a little bit more for me yeah but with 7 I'm always a bit like it wasn't that brave no it was safe it was very safe it was so, like I feel like it was it was very it was safe but they, they what, the, what they did achieve really well in 8 and um, 7 sorry is they set up the new characters whilst allowing the the original characters to be in there as well yeah so like i was you know watching it again the other day it's like it's not until 40 minutes in that han turns up yeah and so you've spent a decent amount of time with ray and finn and poe and like and those three even though they don't and this is something that's been talked about now that we come into the last one like they haven't got the um chemistry and the camaraderie that you had with the original um trilogy finn and poe do Phil and Poe do, yeah, but well, I mean, you don't have that group dynamic, and that's part of the reason why it is different is the fact that they keep them separate and they they are different characters. Yeah, but um, but the fact that yeah, they set them up really well, and I love like the way they set up Ray. I think is really good. Is just strong filmmaking because there's there's a long sequence when you first meet her where she never says anything. Yeah, she, no, I'm I'm completely in agreement, and just that, and it's a. It's a pure. It was so refreshing off the back of because this is the first Star Wars that we'd seen since the prequels, and it was so refreshing to see like a different filmmaker's take on it, and yeah. then to go right, this guy knows what he's doing because, uh, yeah, like I say, you set up an entire character and it, you know everything you need to know about this character without her having said a word, mm-hmm. and there's no way that George Lucas could have achieved that. No, in, given his writing and the way that he did, goes about things and the way he exposits and talks about things off screen that have happened, like. Again, like compare that to the first time we meet adult Anakin in in Clone <laughs> yeah, Wars, yeah. In, uh, Attack of the Clones. Um, so that was where, like, and yeah, it just captured something like that for me. And it was like, I was really on board with all the new people already. And then they brought, and then they added that extra kick of the Falcon. Yeah. And then Han, and then Chewie, and then Leia. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. I love the Force Awakens. I really do. And I really, really like it. And like going back to it, like one of the things that I keep realizing is that I'm actually quite hard on it. Yeah. And I think it's because I don't want to like it. Why don't you want to like it? I don't know. Because, and that's what I'm saying is that there's a, there's a part of me that doesn't want to like it. But every time I go back to it, I'm like, all of this works. All of this works in a Star Wars world. They've updated things. So it's 30 years later. So they look different. But the same. Yeah. So the stormtroopers look like stormtroopers, but they're clearly a new breed of stormtroopers. Yeah. 
Same with the X-Wings, but it's that exactly. familiar... X-Wings, yeah. TIE Fighters. All these things look and look different, but the same. Yeah. They've just moved along slightly. Yeah. And then the world looks different and the same. It's still a used world and it's still... Um, you know, we still have like the anthems that you would expect from a Star Wars film. We still have the conventions that you would expect from a Star Wars film. And every time I go back to it, I'm like, you know what? This is really, really good. Yeah, it is. But then every time I'm like, but and then like an hour or so before or the day before I'm going to watch it, I'm like, it's not that good. And then I watch it and I'm like, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is, it is that I, good. And I think the thing to me that struck me about watching it this time is how sort of tight it is. Yeah, like everything, like and especially in comparison to the Last Jedi, and we'll talk about the Last Jedi in a bit. But I feel like this one is a lot more succinct in terms of it <coughs> keeps everything. There's, the, there's that relentless momentum that you get in all JJ yeah. Abrams films. JJ Abrams is known for just he just continue like it's constant. It's yeah. like it just it's breathless, but it moves all the characters along together. Yeah, and it keeps everything moving. You know, at the set at the right pace, but it also manages to have those little character moments, uh-huh. and like just takes a moment to let something sink in. Like I love the little pieces, like you know when the moment when Han walks onto the um, the Falcon cockpit for the first time, yeah, again, and he just has a little moment to himself. So no one else there. He has a little smile, yeah, and then they move on. And he, and he, he has a moment, and then he realizes because he's a curmudgeonly, yeah. Harrison Ford, that something's wrong and somebody moved a wire. Someone's, in his yeah, someone's been fucked about with his spaceship. He's yeah. not happy about it. Exactly. I, yeah, that's what I mean. I, Someone I moved it. the Hawaiian doll from the <laughs> dashboard of the truck. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, that's the thing. Like it all it. feels organic. Yeah, is what I like about it. Um, yeah, and it like it starts off on a, on a very it like sets up the stakes very quickly in terms of the first order. It does. Um, yeah, in, in a sense that like similar to what I was talking about with the last with the original trilogy. Um, they in one in the, a new hope they make a big point of explain of making it clear what the threat is, what yeah. why we have to fight against the evil, and they do that like within the first five minutes of the Force Awakens. Uh-huh. A bunch of stormtroopers turn up, they kill, they all massacre, the, they massacre the village, the village, and burn the place down. And you're like, okay, bad guys, yeah, we need to sort this out. And then this guy's a good guy because he's flying an X-wing and he's got a cute little droid, uh-huh. and. Yeah, you can see, like, you can sort of, as a fan, you can see, oh, yeah, they've, so they've put the plans in the droid and sent him off on the desert. Yeah. I know where this is going. And it's like, and there is that familiarity in there. But I think they needed it to be like that, to get people back on side. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have liked to be, like, it, and that's the thing, like, there aren't things that I would change. Mm. I wouldn't be like, oh, you should move this to here or do this with this or do this with this. Mm. But that's that is the main problem that I have with it is everything in it feels familiar and yeah. feels safe. Yeah. But then at the same time you're like, would it have worked as well if it was different? Yeah. Exactly. And they they're so scared of it being too different. Like, you know, George Lucas like he, George Lucas is sort of he's had his opinion on it and he sort of said, Oh, they wanted to make a retro movie for the fans and the fans will love it. It's like the sort of backhanded compliment yeah. saying that I thought it was okay, I think the fans will love it. It's yeah. like, yeah, you've got to play to the, you've got to make a big crowd pleasing movie to get to get people to buy into Star Wars yeah. as a brand again because it was a damaged brand by the time it got to this point. It was absolutely. Um, so that so that's what they had to do, and then once they'd done that, then they could take more risks. Yeah, and that's kind of what they did. But we'll talk about the Last Jedi in a bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, some of the yeah the best, like I say, 
I love the new cast. I think Daisy Ridley, she has moments when she does, she's quite wooden. Yeah. Um, but that's, the, that's my, yeah. that's my, uh, honestly, and it's, it's, it's awful to say, but there were parts, like, I went to see this like six, seven times in yeah. the cinema and I really enjoyed it. Like, I went on a date yeah. with this to, to see this film and, um, I went on my own to see this film and I went with friends and like loads of different yeah, groups yeah, of friends yeah. and I went with my mum and the audience was always like different and it mm. was always sort of picking up the same way. But one thing that I consistently got frustrated with and it was probably, it was just a confirmation bias by, the, by that point, but there were points where I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. And she would deliver a line and I'd be like, oh. Yeah, I think that's hell. what it is. So I think I watching it again this time is like, it's not that she's wooden in terms of... She's not like Hayden Christensen or whatever like that. She is a good actress. Yeah. I think what it comes down to is sometimes some of her line deliveries come across quite flat. Yeah. But she she's it comes all, across like she's reading. Yeah. But she's always really good at emoting. Yeah. When it has to, when it's an emotional... So like anything between her and Kylo tends to be really good. Yeah. Like he, he lifts her performance every single time. Um, but when it needs to be... Like when she's not having to even say anything like that, the first time we meet her... Again, she communicates everything without having to say anything. Yeah. And then she has that first scene with BBA and it's a little bit... Uh, <laughs> and it's like, but then at the same time, you're like... But the physicality that she's you, got... You are that... talking to a droid at the end of the day and also you've never made a movie before. Yeah. Like she's completely plucked out of obscurity. Yeah. She came out of drama school and is, oh, now you're the biggest star on the planet ever. Yeah. So it's a little bit like <laughs> fucking pressure. Like I get it. Oh, but, yeah. Like... But, um, but yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I understand... But it's the same thing that, you know, uh, so I'll give, <laughs> I'll give an example. So basically, um, when I, I'm a bit grumpy when I drive sometimes and I can be a bit road ragey and yeah. be like, oh, this guy's a fucking idiot. Whereas my girlfriend's quite lovely about it. And she'd be like, you never know, they might have had a really bad day, Tom. And I'm like, yep, yeah, but they still fuck that thing up. They might have had a bad day, and I feel sorry for them having a bad day, but they still fuck their thing up. Yeah. And that's the problem that I've got, is that I get it, and she's great in so much of it, and eight especially. Yeah, eight, she's really good. And that's the thing, like, I love, I really, really, really like eight. Yeah. Which, when you go back to seven, after seeing how great she is in eight, and you're just yeah, like, I don't know. you've come so far. Yeah. And it's just it's just a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I know what you mean. But we're past that yeah. now. We're part of, like, to me, like, on the moments that she needs to sell, she sells in in seven. Yeah. So, like, and like I say, the, anything towards the back end when she's, um, you know, her reaction to Han, her fight with Kylo, all that. Yeah. No, no problems with any of that. And but like the bits with, the in, in the forest, yeah. Uh, and there's the bits where, like, all of it really. Like, there's yeah. so many different parts where you go, she's really good. Yeah. But it's just every now and again, like, you know, the actor's bread and butter is yeah. dialogue. Yeah. And you just go, mm. yeah, yep. They'll be back one day. You'll yeah, see. That bit, yeah. You're like, yeah, oh. I know what you mean. It, I think a part of like, her, she struggles with the droid, like, because it's a droid. Yeah. But, like, whenever she's with Boyega or Adam Driver or yeah. whoever, she's great. She's great, yeah. And, she's, and, like, and with Hamill, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. Ha- Adam Driver. Yeah. Fucking hell. I think he, he, one of the best things to come out of these movies now has been Kylo Ren and, and or Ben Solo. Yeah, I agree. Like, 
Um, and he is phenomenal and is throughout the whole thing. And I love the way they, in The Force, one of the best things they, that, about The Force Awakens is the way they tease out his character. Yeah. So you find out fairly early on, they have this big revelation that, oh, he's with your father, Han Solo. Because we didn't know anything about this guy before. Yeah. We just had the mask and that yeah. was it. We never saw what his face was like. We didn't know anything about yeah. him. Which is Adam Driver. Who's that? Some bloke off Girls yeah. on HBO. All right, fine. Um, and yeah, the, f- f- you get that bomb. Oh shit, he's Han's kid. Okay. Then you get the moment when he takes the mask off and he's just a fairly normal looking guy. Yeah, a young guy. Looks a little bit like Anakin. Yeah. With long hair. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and that's a really good scene between those two. Like, because that is just a pure, they do this whole, they do a really cool thing with the force in this where it has this like low rumble. Yeah. In the sound design, where he's like torturing, he does it first with Poe, and then he does it again with Ray. Yeah, and they have this like battle of wills, but it's all just in their faces, and that's like the pair of them like kicking ass. I love that scene. Yeah, um, and then you get one a moment that will always give me goosebumps every single time I see it, which is Ben. Yeah, the fact they hadn't let you know that. Yeah, like it was never mentioned between when. Leia and Han were talking to one another. They never mentioned him by name. No. You said, I saw him. I saw him. I saw our son. Yeah. I want my son back. No one ever said his name. And then they had this moment where, yeah, in this big chasmous room, and Han just steps out and shouts, Ben, and it echoes. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, fuck me. This is amazing. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Like, there are, there are so, that's, that's what lifts The Force Awakens to be, is moments like that. Yeah. And that's what makes me go, no, this is perfect. This is like, it was not perfect, but this is great. It is amazing. But that, like, saying about that scene as well, that scene is so, I don't know, it sort of embodies the entirety of where this franchise sort of sits. Yeah. In that you can see what's coming up. Yeah. But then it turns it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, I wasn't actually expecting that. And Yeah. You're like, because it played it so safe with so many things, and yeah. then afterwards you're like, well, yeah, it does make sense. But at the same time, yeah. with what happens to Han... Yeah. Like, again, even that we knew. We kind of knew that was going to happen. And like, we, we sort of assumed that there was going to be some deaths of these of these loved characters. Yeah. And we kind of knew it was coming, but it didn't mean that, like, even now to this day, I know that it's going to happen, and it's like the Titanic. It's like, no, Han, don't do it. Yeah. Don't say Ben. Don't walk out there. Just go home. Yeah. Just, blow, just blow the place up and walk out of there with yeah. you. Do it now. <laughs> I don't want it to happen. Um, but, yeah, that's why it's so emotional. And then, like you say, that, but it that is scene sex. is so symbolic of the whole franchise. Yeah. Um, having the old and the new facing off with each other on a gangplank. Yeah. And it's like the delivery of the lines from Driver and the way that sort of Harrison Ford reacts to it as well because it's not, you know, it's not curmudgeonly old Ford. No. It's, this guy's like, this is my last scene in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, and also, and he, that's what we were worried about Harrison Ford going into it, weren't we? Because uh, he hasn't been in a lot of films for, you know, the last thing he sort of made was probably indie, wasn't it? Um, I guess. Um, and we well, kind no, of... he did all those that trash in the late 90s, didn't he? Or... No, I mean, um, Crystal Skull. Uh, yeah. And then nothing, and then Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so we were a little bit worried, and we, he famously doesn't, like, he's a bit of 
grump when it comes to Star Wars. He wanted them to kill him off in the original trilogy, as we talked about last week. Yeah. And so we were like, mm, is he going to be all right? But then immediately, within that first scene of him turning up with Chewie, you go, oh no, he's Han. And he's giving yeah. it. And he's like, he's got that charm, is back, and he's playing Han, and he's having a good time, and yeah. he's engaged. Perfect. Yeah. And I think that comes down to him working with JJ, who, and JJ is an actor's director. Yeah. We were talking about that last week, about how George is interested in the te- the technical aspects of it, but he's not good with actors. Yeah. Whereas JJ will get the right performances out of the actors. And that's, again, that He's scene... more about character than, yeah. he is, than he is about story and narrative. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, something that... Well, well, maybe we'll talk about that, but it's something that gives me hope for The Rise of Skywalker as well. Um, yeah. Because that was me, like, leading up to this, I was like, I wasn't... I was excited. I was just excited because it was Star Wars was coming back, but it wasn't going to be George Lucas. It was being taken away from it. And so it was going to go back to being collaborative, yeah. which is what it all, like we talked about. The reason why Empire and Jedi are so good is because they're collaborative. Uh-huh. You have a different director, you have different writers like Kazdan. And then they go, all right, we're getting JJ Abrams into direct. I'm like, okay, that's a fairly standard option. And then you watch like Star Trek in, into darkness and you can go, this guy's doing the new Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, and we're also getting Kazdan back to do the script. I'm like, that guy knows Star Wars. He wrote Empire. <laughs> this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Like, this, yeah. And so I was like properly pumped. I was well up for it. And it was great. So It <laughs> was. It was. Yeah. It was. No, I wasn't prepared for it at first. Like, I no. went and saw it and then I was I came out. And like you say, like everything behind the scenes all made sense. Yeah. But I was sort of quashing Still, it so yeah. much and I just couldn't. You didn't want to believe. Like, you've been burnt before, man. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was stabbed many times. I get it. By Star Wars. And then, but this, like, saying about Seven, like, Seven, the rumours of it have been going around since I was a kid. Yeah, and that's the thing. You go back to, like, even, like, what was it? I think it was Mark Hamill said that, like, on the set of the original. Yeah. Lucas came to him and said, "Oh yeah, we would. The idea would be there'll be twelve of these, yeah, and then we do one around sort of 2011 or whatever when, yeah. you, when you're old enough and the right age. Because they we... were going to do another one in the 90s, <laughs> yeah. No, like, oh, he was saying, oh, we're going to do another trilogy in the 90s, but we're going to finish them, yeah, in the early in the 2000s, yeah. Um, and it was yeah, like he always had this plan, or like it, it varies. Like there's all this apocryphal stuff about the the legendary sequel trilogy." And then it was going to be 12 episodes, and then it was going to be nine episodes. And then still to this day, like people, are, there's been a lots of, particularly now that the trilogy is coming to a close, there are a lot of think pieces around what it would have looked like if George had continued. Yeah. Because he, not, when he sold Star Wars to Disney, he also sold his treatments for seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. And Disney chose not to do them. Instead, they did this. Yeah. But there is some stuff in there that does carry over. And has carried over. So I saw I was reading something about it the other day, and it was like because you find a lot of the things that are quite telling is when you go to the art of books, yeah, the, the art of the Force yeah. Awakens, the art of um, Last Jedi, and some of the concept art stuff comes out really early on. So it's before the directors and everyone has even got on board. It's just yeah. looking at the basic script. So you there is concept art for what George Lucas had in mind, yeah, and that includes stuff like the idea of Luke. As a curmudgeon, the old like the concept artist came out and talked about it, and he was like, "Well, I was told that Luke was going to be like a Colonel Kurtz type character, where he's like yeah. treated into a cave and doesn't want anything to do with anything." And like, uh, okay, okay, so, and so he goes, "It predates not only does it predate Brian Johnson, it predates JJ." Yeah, this was George's idea, and he always had the idea of there being these two 
a female and a male, and it was like basically it was Ray, yeah, and Finn, yeah, and they've adapted the characters slightly to change them into what they wanted, them right. To be. And then, then there's the other ones where like there's concept art of someone diving into the yeah, em- emperor's one. throne room. Yeah, but it's underwater. It's underwater, and it's like, given what we've seen from the Rise of Skywalker, you go, okay, yeah. And I know that they've gone and consulted with George again now on Rise of Skywalker. Mm. So I feel like it might end up being closer to what he had in mind okay. than we might have realised. Yeah, because... <clears throat> but having said that, he also had a load of crazy ideas about midichlorians and the wills and the fact that we're just vessels for the wills and it's all just a microbiology weird shit going on. Yeah. But so, he also, <clears throat> in the 80s, he said that 7, 8 and 9 weren't going to happen because he summarised what was going to happen in 7, 8, 9, 4, 5 and 6. He, yeah, he doesn't know what he wants, but like, so, I'm glad that like... Mad old George. Mad old George. But I think the, the thing, what it boils down to, the reason he sold it in the end was because, like you say, he wanted people, the people that he employed as Lucasfilm yeah. weren't going to have jobs anymore because no. they weren't making Star Wars anymore. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to make them anymore. He thought, I'm going to make sure all these people have continued to have employment. Yeah, yeah not exactly. Only, not only these people, everyone. Do you think yeah. the amount of people that Star Wars employs now? Yeah. Like, just think of... And that's the thing. That's why I'll never disparage him, because of that sort of stuff. That was the that was the thing that sort of brought me back to being sort of warm with George. Yeah. Was finding out that or out of all the offers that he'd received over the years, he was like, yeah, I'm not going to sell it unless everyone keeps their job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and sorry, getting back to the films themselves. Um, Force Awakens is, yeah, great. Um, I love... General Leia. Yeah. Um, when she turns up and they have that, again, there there are certain moments that need to breathe and give, be given time and JJ does that every time. Yeah. So when Han and Leia see each other for the first time. There is the there obvious is, thing that they could have taken out. What, see, <laughs> 3PO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then also just, again, the, the, the line in the scene that always gets me is when they're talking about Ben and... Han feels like he's failed as a father mm-hmm. and says, you know, well, if Luke couldn't get through to him and help him, then how yeah. can I? And then she says, Luke is a Jedi, you're his father. And I just melt. Yeah. <laughs> I just turn into a pile of, <laughs> oh my God. It's a... <laughs> oh, it's so good. That's like, what I mean. And, I, and like, that's what I love about these ones. It's exactly. is like, it's, it's that sort of stuff. They get it. And like, like, I don't like the fact that people like mince over the details, and I'm like, just <clears> fucking who cares? Give like, over, like, like, and then, but there's like, more to Star Wars than what you're squinting about. I know, and just yeah, I mean, <sighs> and yeah, like George always bangs on about it being like, oh, it's That's all so about family, and soap, opera, soap, yeah. soap opera, and this, this, and this, blah, 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 blah. But it's like. Yeah, you've got to realise that you breathed life into this, but it's grown on its own. It's past you now. But yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's the, the ownership that people feel of it. And they yeah. have this sort of... It, yeah, the, the whole... The reaction to the two films is crazy to me because it, it both... It's just the... It shows you what a contradiction there is in the heart of the Star Wars fandom. It's like they want... They, they moan when the characters don't and the stuff doesn't move on. So, like, the biggest complaint yeah. that everyone had about um, The Force Awakens, and is a legitimate complaint, we've talked about it already, is that the story follows the template of A New Hope. Yeah. Very much so. Everything about it, you got, there's a 
Death Star. Yeah. There's a droid. trench run. There's a trench run even. We haven't even talked about Poe Dameron, the sickest bastard in the galaxy. <laughs> love that dude. So much. I love Poe Dameron. Um, then the fact that like they were going to kill him off in the first five minutes and then because him and John Boyega had so much chemistry, they wrote an entire part for yeah. him. And now he's a major part of the whole series because they're so good together. I think, I think we, could, we should talk about Finn and Poe a little yeah, bit more let's talk, yeah, eight, yeah, when yeah, yeah, eight. Yeah, when we get to eight. Um, but yeah, so Force Awakens is, is very like that. And then not only that, you have stuff like Han and Leia. Much as it's great to see them again, they went, they've got this line in there where they go, oh, we went back to what we know from before yeah because that's our way of dealing with losing our son and it's like i get it but it's also like a bit of a lazy story excuse to have han be yeah. the rogue smuggler guy again and have leia be the <clears throat> general for the rebellion again yeah and they've just gone for they haven't progressed in the 30 years that they've been away they've just gone they've reverted back to what they were in the original trilogy and it's like people change over a 30 year period yeah They'd be different, they and but they weren't because the fans didn't want that. And so when when they got to the Last Jedi, they go, "Oh look, Luke is a very different man than he was thirty years ago." And everyone goes, "Boo! Not my <laughs> Luke Skywalker!" Boo! <laughs> well, it's true. Like, it's... And like, I'm just like, "What the fuck do you people want? It's crazy. Yeah. Do you want them just to be exactly like they were in the in the thirty years ago?" But also, there <laughs> is that there is the great divide in in the modern <clears throat> sort of duology that we've got now. Yeah. Is that there are the people that are firmly in the seven camp and there are people that are firmly in the eight camp. Yeah. Which is one of the things that frustrates me the most is that because I really enjoy eight and I really enjoy seven, I prefer eight because it's more original and because it does something a little bit more fresh and it does, it introduces some sort of more dynamicism to it. It adds in a lot more peril. Yeah. And it ends in a very similar way to Empire. Yeah. But at the same time, it also ends in a way where I'd be like, I'm okay with this like ending like this. Mm. Like, yeah. like, I'm not happy about it, but it's... If that was the end, that'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, for now, mm. like, I didn't want a rushed sequel. Like, I'm, pro- I'm not even ready for nine now, to be honest. I'd be like, maybe give me another six to eight months. <laughs> And I'd be ready. You've got for six it. to eight days, mate. I know. It's next week. It's not even that. It's yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Eight was. Yeah. Watching it again as well. It's just it's bold, and I just I. There are things in it that I don't. I agree. Don't really work, and they, it was like a swing and a miss. Yeah. But I appreciate the swing. Yeah. Do you know I mean the fact that they went for it and they just, they went for something different and they were they were confident enough in Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker to let him do what he wanted to do. Yeah. Because I know full well that we talked about, you know, the Disney corporate element of it and how they, like, particularly with the Star Wars stories, they burn through directors. Yeah. And throw them off. Colin Trevorrow, again, was meant to direct Nine. They kicked yeah. him off. If they really weren't happy with anything that Ryan Johnson was doing, they would have kicked him off. Yeah. If they were really seriously unhappy and they thought, this is going to divide the fan base, yep. you're going to ruin the character of Luke Skywalker, you can't do this, you can't kill him, no. you can't, they would have kicked him off. But and they didn't. The, and that's one of the things that I'll always stick with. It's if you if you sit down and you reasonably watch all the behind-the-scenes stuff that comes with yeah. eight, you see that Ryan Johnson really, really gets this. Absolutely. There's, but there's he a... gets it to a deeper <clears throat> level that he's thought about Star Wars every day mm. since he first saw it. Yeah. And has 
thought about where it would lead yeah naturally not from a storytelling perspective in film yeah but where it would naturally be mm. yeah there are a few things in there that are just nonsense yeah but at the same time they work for a wider story yeah and i think i think what what it clearly sort of shows is that like you say he has thought about it and he has you know obsessed over it and that is evident in the way that he tells the Luke, Ray, Kylo story. Yeah. Like that is clearly where his heart is. And yeah. he, and that's, re- he's really involved in that. What he hadn't factored in because there's no way he could have is Finn and Poe. Um, I think particularly with Finn because they're... Finn particularly. Yeah. Poe, not so much, but I feel like... Those, I really like Poe's arc in eight. I like it as well, but it does call it, there are some sort of logical leaps that you have to make. Um, I feel like, like there's one, like you could put a line in there that would just make it, have it make sense. Yeah. Um, and that's what, I love all the arcs. I love the, how Finn and Poe get to where they get to at the end. Yeah. But I feel like the journey along the way is a little clunky at times for both of them. Um, and I also feel like Finn and Boyega can give us more. Yeah. I feel like at times he's reduced to just being the comedy sort of thing. And he's a bit sort of, broad whereas there are those moments like there's a moment in seven where he gives the speech he sort of explains to ray why he has to leave yeah and he says look i've been born and raised in this system taken from a family i don't remember yeah and then you looked at me like i was a real person sort of thing yeah and like when he's giving that speech it's like you realize boyega has got some chops chops yeah and he's got something you can get some pathos in there and i'm like i w- i think eight would have been a really good opportunity to explore that further and to get into why, how Finn feels about the first order having been indoctrinated into it. And he's got some complicated shit in there. So like the first time we meet Finn, he's on the battlefield and Poe shoots his mate. Yeah. Poe shoots a stormtrooper and we see for the first time a stormtrooper react to a stormtrooper going down and be worried and concerned over his friend. And then he like bits blood on his face. And I'm like, and then, but later in the same movie, he's just cutting through stormtroopers with a lightsaber. It doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And it's like, there's an opportunity there to tell a really interesting story, uh-huh. but they don't, for whatever reason, they haven't, that hasn't been the focus. And I just feel yeah, like. Yeah, because I, I do get a bit frustrated with the fact that they keep like, ha, he used to be the guy that mopped the floors. Yeah. It's become a joke. Whereas like, no, it yeah, shouldn't this is, be a This joke. guy's a killing machine. Like, yeah, he literally he's, was. <clears throat> out of all of them. He's the most trained to yeah. kill. Yeah. but And he's great with a blaster. We've seen him be he's great with a blaster. blaster. He's good with a lightsaber. That... He's great with that, uh, whatever it's called, yeah. withing. It's like, yeah, clearly he's a, he's a soldier. He's a warrior. But like, it's the psychological element of it. And like, then what it's like to be a turncoat. Yeah. And to go, not only not like a turncoat where you were an adult who made a reasoned decision to join and then changed. No, yeah. you were from birth, like pretty much, in this cult. And then broke. Yeah. I was like, that's really interesting. Tell me more about that. But yeah. unfortunately, they haven't got to that. They might still. They might they still. They may still, yeah. Um, I'd like to see him, like, in a way that we can appreciate, sort of, that he's doing more than just bimbling around yeah. a bit. I feel like now, because of the way, that, again, because of the way um, The Last Jelly ends and the way that we're now down to so few people, he'll have to step up and yeah. we'll see that that will come across where it'll yeah. be a case of it's Poe, Finn and Ray who are yeah. the sort of the triumvirate who everyone sort of rallies behind yeah. 
and that's what takes us into episode nine um and yeah and so that sort of leads us a little bit onto rose yeah i guess because rose puts finn up as a hero at the beginning of Uh um eight but he's trying to run away yeah (coughs) so again yeah like i say he starts out his arc wanting to run away and ends being willing to give his but life. He, well, he's resistance. not running away, though, is he? Like, Well, he is. No, he's, he's abandoning the resistance because he's all he's concerned about is making sure that Ray's all right. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit about the resistance. Because that's it, the thing. I never read it as him <clears throat> running away and like abandoning it. I saw him going to find his friend. Yeah. The only other person other than Poe who really gave a shit about him. Yeah. And um, or outside of the First Order. Mm. And he's posing his element. Poe's doing what he does. Yeah. He's flying ships and, sh- and wrecking permission to Permission to jump in the next wing and blow something up. Yeah. I love the whole opening sequence with Poe. Yeah. Where he's taking, he's, he's clearing out our surface cannons. Like, yeah. Fucking, love Poe Dameron. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. And like, that's a fucking spectacular scene. I love that sequence. The whole sequence is brilliant. Um, but yeah, I always saw it as him being like, right, well, I know Poe's doing his thing and Poe's yeah. over there. I need to go and find Ray. I need to know if that she's okay. I can come back. Well, no, like, I think he says a line to her where she goes, look, my friend, if my friend comes back, this fleet is doomed. And if she comes back here, so is she. Yeah. He just decides that oh, you're doomed. So. Yeah. But by the end of it, he then turns around. But I feel like, Again, the way they get there is a little bit sort of not meh. It's just literally Rose says to him, look closer. Yeah. And then from that, he's then, no, I, like it's, what gets me is like he has this moment towards the end when he's flying towards the, the um, battering ram thing. Yeah. And he's like, no, I won't let them win. Yeah. And it's like, that's like, I can understand that passion knowing your backstory, but there's been nothing in this film yeah. that's sort of confirmed uh-huh. that. I get the the hate you the the anger you must feel for these towards these people when you see them because of everything you went through. But also, but I don't know that. Yeah, that's one of the <coughs> flaws that I have with Finn. I wanted yeah. to raise is that there's such a one sidedness to it. Yeah, it's not like you you we know from like the spin off books and yeah comics and stuff that he's got friends like yeah. F, other FNs that yeah, are yeah. his mates. And the one that called him a traitor and pulled out the weapon on him, it was someone that was in his squadron. And we know that. Yeah. Why are we never told that in the film? Why are we, no why, why are we like... never shown any conflict that he's got? Yeah. Or, or him at least trying to sort of preserve something or have that stretch there where he's like, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, the one-sidedness is, yeah. is what frustrates me because you never see any moment where he's like, I'm doing this. Like we never see any internal conflict with him. No, and yeah, and I think that's a missed opportunity. I can see that, like, you could potentially slow the film down in that respect to do that. And I feel like, in terms of balancing the tone, yeah, in terms, particularly with um, the Last Jedi, I can understand why Ryan Johnson would shy away from that because the stuff that he's dealing with with Ray and Kylo and Luke is pretty heavy. Yeah, and pretty introspective and about people's yeah. point of views and people going through trauma and all the rest of it. So to then have it on top of that, you've also got the same thing going on with Finn. It would be a bit much. I kind of get yeah. that. I kind of get that. Um, and like I say, 
we've sort of gone on about Finn and the sort of the shortcomings of that plot quite a bit, but I feel like the reason that The Last Jedi, I love it as much as I do, is because the other half, the main A plot, is so good. Yeah. I love, and this is the big thing, and it's the thing that everyone is divided over, is the, th- is the reason why people, a lot of people hate this film, is its depiction of Luke Skywalker. Mm. I love it. I love it. I think it's perfect. I think it's great. I think he, like I say, he's clearly a different man than we met before. I understand there are like a visceral sort of, oh, I don't like that reaction. Like particularly the first time we see him when he throws the lightsaber over his shoulder. Yeah. I can see why people would be pissed off with that. And I immediately like reacted. I was like, look, no, I don't like that. What did you do that for? Yeah. Because we've been waiting for like three years now to see what you're going to do when we uh-huh. hand you this sacred lightsaber that is your father's and it was yours and then he just throws it over his shoulder i'm like yeah oh god but then you think about it and you go back to and there was someone did a really good video on it that i watched the other day where it was like what good has luke ever done with a lightsaber Mm. what was the last thing we saw like up to that point what was the last thing we saw luke do with the lightsaber yeah he threw it away yeah when the emperor was yeah exactly like that's the thing like when the emperor there's that point when he could strike them down yeah and that's the thing and the throwing away of a lightsaber is not, it's an act of defiance. Yeah. It's an act of strength. But because people have got this, I think part of the thing is like everyone had this projection of what they wanted him to do, which is to be like a badass, go out and kill everybody. Uh-huh. And then he, they even hang a lampshade on it. He says, what do you want me to do? Walk out and face down the whole world, the first order with a laser sword. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's what all the fans actually wanted. A lot of fans wanted him to just go, yeah, cool. And go and find Leia. And then go and save the galaxy. Yeah. And everything would be wrapped. I was like, yeah. but no, that's not interesting. That's not a good story. No. That's pandering. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so like, that's why I love this film more than that. Because it's not, because I feel like if it had been made, if they made this story for the first one, that is exactly what would have happened. Yeah. Because the first one was a bit more pandering. It was, oh, look, Han and Chewie bumbling around the galaxy again. Yeah. They, they know. Being they, smugglers. Being smugglers. Oh, look, they, they know the barkeep. Hey, Mars. Like, chill yeah. in. Because they did that, that meant they had the permission then to do something different. But because everyone's so emotionally tied into Luke Skywalker and his journey, yeah, they people really kicked off about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like my, I always go back to it. My brother, yeah, massive Star Wars fan. Yeah, fucking hates eight. Put him off Star Wars. Really? Genuine. He's like, I'm done with Star Wars films. But is it because of the Luke thing then? It's like so much of what happens in eight. Like there was, I'll go through it at some point, but. Yeah, there's a big long list of things that we were talking about when it came out. Like, yeah. very reasonably discussing it. Like, yeah. not being knobs about it. Not being screaming at each other on one side of the internet. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not being blocked on WhatsApp for days on end. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> um, we'll explain that in the post-credits. But yeah, and it's just like, we had like reasonable discussion about it, sat down, spoke of, spoke about it. Yeah. And yeah, there are some things in there that you're like, doesn't really make sense. Yeah, you're right. And you're yeah. like, but I'm willing to get past it because I enjoyed so much more. Yeah. Like everyone's performance in this is lifted. Oh yeah, big like, time. But also the thing that I'll, going back to Luke briefly, the one thing that I would say is look at where Luke starts yeah. in A New Hope. Yeah. He's this 17 year old fresh faced farm boy kid. Yeah. That doesn't know how to order a drink in a bar. Yeah. Tugs the sleeve of the barman. <laughs> like, can I have one of those? And the barman's like, fuck is this guy? He's definitely getting spit in his drink. 
and then you end Empire, and then you end Jedi, and you're like, this guy's bleak now. Like, all of this is gone. All of that sort of youthful rejuvenation. Yeah. He's had to. He's basically killed his father. Mm. He beat his father to a point where he could no longer survive. Yeah, the last act, last ounce of strength that his father had in a redemptive arc was to kill the guy that was trying to kill him and yeah. he was willing to sacrifice himself and there's all this darkness in Luke yeah. that's that's noted quite early on that you see it in Empire when he goes into the fucking cave of sorrows or yeah, whatever it's and called. Like, there's, there's so elements... there, there are things that are like breadcrumbed in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, and the other thing that I, I get is like his, his defeat is at, like sometimes he feels defeated. So like with Yoda, yeah. he gives up. Yeah. He just goes, you're asking the impossible. And he yeah. goes and sits down. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. Now imagine that on a macro scale where he then tried to train an entire new generation of Jedi and failed spectacularly. Yeah. Not only did he fail in that, he failed on a completely personal level because he fucked up his, his nephew. nephew. Which, and that later, like the, the, There are lines in there, like there's, there's a particular scene between him and Ray where they're by that pool bit and he explains the whole backstory about what happened. Yeah. And it was it's the line that sells the whole arc for me and makes it all fit for me is when he says, Leia, trust me with her son. Yeah. And that's it. And it's like that, the guilt of someone putting that, like your sister putting that much trust in you. And how, like, like the failure isn't just like, you know, even though like stuff like because he gets compared to Yoda, Yoda did a similar thing. He failed and then went into exile. Yeah. But what Yoda did was he failed to fight the Emperor. Yeah. And it's like, and then that made you quit and go and sit in a swamp for however many years. Yeah. Okay. Right. Fine. Luke's is so much more personal. Yeah. And so much more emotional and so much more resonant. And it's like, no good can come of anything that I do no. because. I, and he d- talks about hubris and how he just, I, I thought I had this built up idea of myself. Like I'm the legend, the legend Luke Skywalker. Oh, I can do anything. And I thought maybe I could, I'm like, fuck, you don't need me. And I love all that. Yeah. I love all that. I think it's great. And, and I, it just goes to show there's so much more depth. Yeah, there is. Just, I don't get why people, well. <sighs> yeah. And that's the end. Like people are like, oh, and he just ran away and that's not what Luke would do. And you're like, just read into it a little more. And the, the frustrating thing is that Hamill himself has said stuff like that. Hamill, yeah, Hamill, well, that's the problem with Mark Hamill is that he's all over the fucking shop. Yeah. Like, he'll say one thing one day and something else the next. Yeah. Like, like he, there's the famous, like, there's a couple of quotes. Like, one he said, Jedi don't give up. And yeah. then he said, when I read the script the first time, I get, I fundamentally disagree with everything about this. Yeah. And there's, there are a lot of the fans, in inverted commas, who hold everything around that and go yeah he's right this ain't my Luke Skywalker even Mark Hamill knows it's shit yeah. Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars no he didn't shut up <laughs> yeah, yeah because it's an arc and then yeah. what Luke does at the end yeah is I, mate I love that so much I love the whole he walks crate. out and faces down the entire First Order with, with a laser sword. laser sword and he doesn't even there's no violence at all like before we get to that, like, there's two, there's two more bits we need to talk. So we need to talk about the throne room and everything that happens yeah. with Snoke. So that's one of the. So I like what they did with Snoke. Yeah, because it's a fake out. Yeah, you see him in the first one, and you're like, "Oh, what is this? Is this guy a giant? Is he yeah. literally a giant, or is this a projection, or is this yeah. what is going on here?" Yeah. And then you see him in eight, and you go. 
okay, so he's a normal, albeit very fucked up yeah. person yeah. or humanoid. Yeah. And then he's gone. Yeah. But like, but he, in that time, he's demonstrated how, how strong he is with the force and the absolute control that he has and the fear yeah. that he has over people uh, and control that he has over people as well. And then for Kylo to take that turn. Yeah. That's the thing that really got me for this. It was like, there were things that I wasn't expecting and like, but like to have that be, and it's about two thirds in, it's not right at the very end of the movie. Yeah. Because there's quite a bit like, yeah, after yeah. that. For that shocking moment when they had, they set it up perfectly, this whole thing of, yeah, your overconfidence is your weakness. He's very much like the emperor. And he has this whole, where there was once conflict, I now see resolve and all that. You yeah. turn the lightsaber and you see it start to turn and it's so perfectly done. And then you get that moment of the lightsaber and then Ray grabbing it. Yeah. And it's just like, I just remember being in the cinema and watching it and like, I've never been sh- as shocked by a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like ever. Like I did not, there was no, <laughs> like, do you know what? I was like, and then they, they get into, and then you're, that immediately follows up by them going back to back and fighting the Praetorian guards. And again, it's a lot, all these movies have to have a lightsaber fight, right? Yeah. But up till now, every single one of them has just been a one-on-one lightsaber fight. But yeah, now, now something different and they're not just using lightsabers they're using like yeah, yeah. like spikes and like and they they bend over and they change and they and it's like this is really cool yeah but you're not doing what people expect and they're not gonna like that i <laughs> fucking loved that i love that i love that whole sequence and then again they do it again so like you get that that moment afterwards when ray then goes okay great yeah you're with me now and like she calls him ben and throws in the lightsaber yeah and he's like, okay, and she's cool. like, we can, we can still save oh, the fleet. Yeah, stop, still stop, time. stop them firing on the fleet. And then she turns around and you get that same sinking feel that you go, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's not. Yeah. And that's the moment where it's like, you're so on board with those two and their journeys and everything that's happened up to that point. Yeah. That you're really, that's the strength of these movies. Because again, and then I didn't, I'm like, what's going to happen now? I don't know what's going to happen now. I, I've never thought, what's going to happen now yeah, in a Star exactly. Wars movie? And that's yeah. the thing. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you knew what was going to happen in the prequels. Yeah. Every beat. I, well, and the same with Force Awakens, I'd argue. Uh, yeah, you Force Awakens mu- as pretty well. Pretty much. Like, I knew from the moment he stepped out onto that platform, Harm was going to die. Yeah. Much well, as I like, knew that as soon as he went to the planet, you're like, yeah. well, he's probably not going to make it like, for this. Much as I knew that, like... Or the fact that the, the fact that they've got a Death Star, I'm like they're going to blow that up. Yeah, obviously, like everything. Whereas the Last Jedi just flipped everything yeah. <laughs> on its head, and then again the the second one of those is Luke on crate. Yeah, which is fucking epic. Yeah, <laughs> I love that bit so much. Can, before we before we get to like the climax, yeah, like there's one that I do want to talk about the Poe. Do yeah, you? sorry, we need to talk about Poe, yeah. Because... And we haven't even talked about the um, Ray's parents. I think we should leave that until next week. Uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I think because... Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if and what resolution we get. All I'll say is that as it currently stands, I want I don't want there to be any more resolution. That is the resolution for me. Yeah, that her parents were nobodies, and the point is that anybody can be the one. You don't yep. have to have a royal heritage, yep. blood, or whatever. Yeah, but anyway, I don't we, want a chosen one. No, I don't want that. And that's the point he makes at the end with the broom boy as well. Anyway, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
But yeah, so the Poe arc. Yeah. In this. So Poe doesn't really have an arc in seven. No, because he wasn't meant to even survive no, the last. He's the first just real. Yeah. <laughs> he's Han Skywalker. Yeah. He's the best pilot in the whatever. Like they, don't, they don't even bother giving him giving you a decent explanation of how he ended up back no. in the film. <laughs> he just uh, he's just like oh, I was throw, it was uh, I was thrown clear of the wreckage and I woke up and it was night time and okay yeah but you how, were gone and the tie fighter was gone and, okay but how did you get to from Jakku to where we are now. But it doesn't matter because that shot of the X-Wings flying across the water is just yeah. chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Last Jedi, Poe. But yeah, so one thing I love about this is that immediately after getting demoted, Poe walks up to General Holdo. Yeah, Vice Admiral Holdo. Vice yeah. Admiral Holdo. And he's like, what's the plan? She's like, I'm not telling you. And, like, I love the fact that people were up in arms about that. And they're like, yeah. why didn't he just tell it? And he's like, it's none of his fucking business. Yeah. He's a soldier. He's a grunt. He just got demoted yeah. for being a fucking yeah. useless, loose unit. Yeah. It, she's not going to tell him nothing. No. She's got no connection to him. She don't give a kid, give a shit from him from Adam. Yeah, all she knows is she, this is the guy who just lost our entire bombing fleet. Yeah. Because he didn't, because he, like, Leia told him, we're done. Yep. You've defended us long enough. Turned off the comms. And he turned off the comms because he's a prick. And, yeah. like, and this is what you get. And it's like, and that's what I like. He's like, this, and he does replicate um, Empire in a lot of ways because both what he does, what Ray does, what Finn does, everything they do is them trying to do something and being misjudged and failing. Yeah. But they all have to learn from their failures. Yes. That's the point of this. And it's the same as it was in Empire. It's just a different, it's like, I don't know what you want anyway. Yeah. It's almost like there's some sort of <coughs> normal structural narrative to certain films in the way that they work. It's almost but... like it's a it's the two it's part two of a three act fucking play. <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ. And that's the um, thing, like I love how people got so mad about yeah. about it and they're like, Oh yeah, but he's he's like the best pilot. It's like doesn't matter, she's doesn't the vice matter. admiral. Yeah. And like, but to me, the thing with it is, is that there there are a few too many scenes where she does. I think the the point when like he keeps kicking off about not knowing, not knowing. He go he make unilaterally makes his decision to go and put Finn and Rose out there to do their mission. Yeah. But then there's I think the point when they needed to for her to communicate would have been just before he's about to commit mutiny mm. when he pulls the gun on her and she goes, "I hope you know what you're doing." Right at that point, don't be saying vague shit like that. Explain to him because yeah. he's about to fuck everything up. But then I would like not even explain to him the whole thing. Go, I'm not telling anyone anything because Holdo doesn't know that the light speed tracker exists. Yeah, so she can assume that someone on this ship is leaking information to the first order. Yeah. That is the only way they are able to follow us through hyperspace. Yeah, because there's no such thing as hyperspace tracking. Yeah. Leia said it was impossible. Given that. I'm compartmentalizing all information because I don't trust anybody. Yeah. That's it. But also there that's is a, your there is, like, but that's the thing is that there's a point there when when they all pull their blasters out. Yeah. And she's like, I hope you know what you're doing. Because she doesn't know because it might be him. It could be, but then like it might be it, Billy Lord, it might be that other guy with a beard. People with beards are always shifty as fuck. Billy Lord's not though. Billy Lord's great. <laughs> Okay, you need to watch American Horror Story. She's in that loads. You need to watch um, Booksmart. Watch, Watchmen? Oh, okay. No, you really need to watch Booksmart. Okay. Um, but anyway, back to War Stars. 
Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, there's a point in that, and I was like, every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, he's a fucking loose unit. Yeah. Like we've seen all this stuff, but, but think, she still doesn't. She doesn't know that he's got yeah. this extra information. So if she's like, hope you know what you're doing. Yeah. But the, I think the problem is because if she turns around and says something to him at that point, mm. he pulls the trigger. Yeah. How many more lives are going to get lost? Yeah. Because she knows that he's a fucking hothead. Yeah. If maybe. she just says, okay. Yeah. And he goes on his way. Mm. She then has that ace in a in the, in the pocket where she goes. Goes and tells mum. Yeah. She goes, right. Leia. Leia, yeah. your boy's dicking around again. Yeah. Go and have a word. And she's like, yeah, well, walks in there, shoots him. Yeah. Um, and they do, yeah. <coughs> I get it. And like I say, it's a case of he learns his lesson. He, he, you see that in Craig yeah. when he gets to that point. And he goes, no, look, we're all going to end up dying here. Yeah. Break off. Finn, that's an order. That's an order. And yeah, exactly. Um, but Finn doesn't. Then Finn's gone. Now Finn's in the no fuck you face. Yeah. And part of me does feel like, in a way, that Finn maybe should have died. But I don't know. It depends what they do in the last bit. I don't know yet. Like, I could be saying the same next week. I could be going, yeah, they should kill Finn off at the end of Last Jedi to give it some resonance. Yeah. Or I go, I'm so glad they didn't kill him off in Last Jedi because everything that happened in Rise of Skywalker was amazing. I don't yeah. know yet. Um, but, yeah, I mean. The, I mean, crate. There's the yeah. The, there's the the holdo maneuver, as it's known now. Yeah, I think the thing with holdo. Sorry, yeah, that's one thing I was going to say. The problem with holdo and the whole holdo Poe conflict. Yeah, is that that is the reason people have issues with that is because it, people project their politics into it. Yeah, and it's it becomes about the like woke. Uh Me too, toxic masculinity, and all these things are true, and it is a good example of it, and it is Uh good. And for people like you and me who are left sort of leaning and sort of and agree with that kind of thing, we're completely fine with it. For people who don't feel like that, yeah, it's going to piss them off. Yeah, of course. And so they and they they're angry that stuff like this is in their Star Wars movie, and it's like, I can't help you with that. If if that's how you feel, if you're really that angry about the fact that this woman is ordering this white flyboy who you love and think is the best guy ever, and you're angry about that, I I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, like I, I you're just like I think like Freddie Prince Jr. did a rant on on Star Wars fans not long ago. I don't know if you saw it. Um, and he had a great quote. He says, "You're just mad that Han Solo gave the Millennium Falcon to a girl." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's literally the only reason you guys are so pissed off because he didn't give it to you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly. And Luke didn't give you a lightsaber and train you in the ways of the Force. He gave, did it to a girl, <laughs> and that's it. So then you you latch on to Poe, yeah. and then he ends up being a dick. Yeah, and he'll, I'm sure he'll turn around now, and in the yeah, next one he'll be he'll be a fucking hero. Well, yeah, he already, he already sort of redeemed himself a bit. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, like, yeah, just stop bringing in your own bullshit to this yeah. sort of stuff. That's that. Sometimes, you know, like we made the joke when we did in Ad Astra yeah. about the, the magic black character. Yeah. You know, sometimes that actor is going to be female. Yeah. Sometimes that actor is going to be black. Yeah. Sometimes that actor is going to be a white man. Yeah. Stop bringing so many, so much politics into this. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. And they feel, but I feel like, yeah, everyone gets angry because they feel like they're, it's being shoehorned in. I don't think it is. I think it's telling, it is making a good point that is relevant for the character and moves yeah. him on. 
But the thing is, like, I would I would argue that there's also there's so much. I think it's modern society the way that it is. It's mm. reflected in modern society because there's so much vitriol from the left and the right yeah. in so many different ways now. But at the same time, like, <clears throat> I know this is a bit more of a sort of current reference that might not age very well, but the Peloton advert, for example. Yeah. yeah. You know, people are like, can you believe that this man bought his wife an exercise bike and she's said that she's really happy with it? Oh, it's just such a such a dick move from that guy. Maybe she wanted it. Maybe she asked him and said, I really want that Peloton bike. And he's like, you know what? I don't think you need to lose any weight, but if you want to get fitter, if you want to, <laughs> yeah. if you want to do a bike ride, yeah, if yeah. you want to learn how to run, ride 100K in a weekend, I'll do that. I'll support you. Yeah, that, that's been very generous, isn't it? Like, like yeah, the, the, you can't, you could in, like infer all that from an advert if you wanted to, but without yeah. doing that, it's just, it look from the surface, from a 30 second advert, yeah. you can, I completely see why people get their backs up about that, to be fair. But at the same time, you're like, just be more fucking open to this sort yeah. of shit. Yeah, true. Like, it's the same with Star Wars. It's a fucking kids film, yeah. really. Yeah, and that's what I always think about as well with a lot of people say, like, the Canto bite bit is shit and it ruins the whole film and it drags and like, it, someone did it, it's 11 minutes in a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And it's the bit that kids are probably going to like because yeah. it's the bit that feels kind of like a little bit of a Harry Potter movie where they're riding the little Fabio things. Yeah. It's like, fine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If it's for, for the sake of 10 minutes and then I get to see a sick lightsaber battle, yeah, I don't give a shit. I get to see a lightsaber battle, but I also get to see more ground level Star Wars yeah. stuff. And not only... Stuff that we've been craving for years. Yeah. Not only, yeah, a lightsaber battle, but also a lightsaber battle where people get fucking decapitated and shit. People yeah. get wrecked in that lightsaber yeah. fight. Also, yeah, ground level, talking about Canto Bite briefly, I do love the fact that they have now gone scum and villainy yeah. isn't just poor people. Isn't exclusive to poverty, yeah. Because all we've ever seen is, like, the cantina and then, like, Mars's castle and they're all just a bunch of, like, poor people, like, scrabbling around in the darkness. And it's like, no, these are the worst people in the galaxy and they've got a shitload of money. Yeah. And it's again, people hate the politics of that sometimes. People go, the 1% is, and it's like, I don't care. It's, I don't it's, care. It's, it's a good it, message. It makes sense. And then they got the whole thing with being Shadow Del Coro's character where he goes, oh yeah, this guy was selling X Wings and TIE Fighters. Yeah. And you go, oh fuck. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. And it just adds another wrinkle to it and it makes it feel real. I'm just, yeah. Anyway, we keep we, there's so much to talk about. In this yeah, film. it's just leading so much more into this grey area of Star Wars that we're probably going to look at next week, hopefully. But yeah, so I mean, the thing is, overall, I think both of these films are very well. They are obviously very successful, but I think they're both great examples of Star Wars films. Yeah, they are, and I yeah, like I say, for me, it's the the culmination of the Last Jedi exemplifies everything because it's the Luke walking out and facing down Kylo. Yeah. And it is just, and like everything, Luke, and what has led to that is the scene that he has with Yoda. Yeah. And it's the fact that they've distilled what it is to be a Jedi. And it's like, like Yoda said, Jedi uses for knowledge and defense, never for attack. Yeah. And that's it. And it's perfect. And it's like, it is the biggest display of power you've ever seen. Yeah. But he never hurts anyone. He's doing it purely so that his friends can escape. Yeah. And it's just like, 
that is perfect. That's the yeah. perfect ending for this character. It's a sacrifice. It is the most noble, heroic. And it's like, fucking nailed it. And it gets me every time. And like, just the, when he comes in and he has the conversation with Leia. Yeah. Oh, don't. Oh. Can we not? Yeah. Like, no, we won't. We won't. Uh, I will funny. put that out on air. Um, just because of, because of what happened at the same, when Carrie Fisher passed away, uh, so shortly after the release of that film, any time it was before it was before the film sorry. yeah um any time i see that moment where they're having that conversation it's so much more poignant yeah and so much more emotive that it just fucking breaks me every single time yeah. <laughs> like literally every single time there's not a single time i've watched yeah. that film that i've not cried and yeah and it's but even regardless of that, like if you try and separate that and it's just him talking to his sister and he thinks it's going to be for the last time in the context of the story outside of, obviously we're all projecting everything that we just lost Carrie Fisher and everyone was quite sad about it. Yeah. But, but that's they, less of a projection. That's no, it's like not, an emotional reaction. It is, but it's, it's something that's in the back of your mind that you're bringing from outside the movie, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, but there's no escaping it. It is what it is. And it's going to be the same with Rise of Skywalker because yeah. she's in it. They've used footage from the... Um, Seven and eight. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. I think we'll have to talk about it next week, but I feel like they've they've got themselves into a bit of a... Well, it's not... They haven't got themselves. It Circumstances have let it be that nine is never going to be what it was always meant to be. No. Because I feel like the way they've done this trilogy is that each one of the legacy characters gets a movie. Yeah. So Han's movie was... Force Awakens, Luke had The Last Jedi, and then Carrie, yeah. Leia was going to be the focal point, and the one big scene that was going to pull it all together was going to be her confronting Kylo yeah. and having a scene with Adam Driver. And tragically, just from a purely like selfish fan point of view, we're never going to see that. No. Obviously, that's not to say that she was a mother and a, an amazing person by all accounts. And yeah. you hear all these stories about Ryan Johnson just going and hanging out with her and talking about the script. Yeah. And they talk for like f- four hours and then come up with one line, yeah, like and stuff like that. And like she was just an amazing person to be around by all accounts from everybody. Yeah, she was brilliant. Um, but yeah, from a purely selfish story point of view, yeah, damn, I wish I'd seen that scene. Singular. <laughs> Star Wars perspective. I wish I'd seen that scene. Yeah. Because that's where it should have led, but never mind. Um Yeah, Luke, Crate. Everything you everything that you yeah. just said was wrong. Yeah. And it's just an amazing scene. Like you say, there isn't like the way that he resolves it and the way that it all turns out and then But it completely got me as well. Like I didn't see that coming. No. Because we'd never seen it before. And again, a lot of people get angry about that because it introduced a new force power. It's like, no one moved anything with their mind in A New Hope. The first time we saw that was in the cave in, in Empire um, Strikes Back. Yeah, we see... Oh, no, that's in, that's in Empire as well, yeah. isn't it? No one ever does telekinesis until uh-huh. Luke pulls his... No, oh, no, no, no. No, I'm just trying to think. The um, force choke from one Star Destroyer to another on the video screen. Is that an Empire? Oh, no, we haven't seen that, no. Is that an empire? That's an empire, yeah. yeah. We hadn't seen it. The only time we've seen him do it is with um, one guy in the yeah. room. But anyway, they're always introducing new force powers. But for some reason, everyone got it's like, you can't project yourself across the thing. I'm no, like, why? it's just... It's why that. not? Why not? And, and like, yeah. and like I'd, They introduced it into the film. They introduced it fairly. Like, but like it's why still, introduce force ghosts in Empire? Yeah, but it's still, it's still got That's me. That's more though. ludicrous than yeah. what we're looking at here. 
what I, what amazes me is that it's still got like as I'm watching it, I'm going, how did he get here? Has he had a shave? Has he dyed his beard? And there are so many hints of the what's but like he's using a lightsaber that's broken. And I know it's broken. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still but you don't even think about no. that lightsaber. You just see Luke Skywalker firing up the lightsaber. You see like Luke Skywalker wearing blue. It's, it's he's the, not wearing no, the brown or the, the fucking, beige or the black. It's the fucking the shot of him stood and it's like with the sunset and all the um, yeah. And then he just stood on his own and like that. I want that as a poster forever. That is just everything. And then they have that amazing scene right at the very very end where you have the kids that we saw. Yeah. Where it's like a kid in a different you know speaking a different language and he's just explaining the like Luke Skywalker Jedi Master and it's just like a little stick figure with a lightsaber stood up against all these things. I'm like, yeah, this is it. He fucking gets it. And that's the thing. Like Ryan Johnson absolutely gets it. And that that's like. Luke, not only did Luke sacrifice him, it's like he's inspired the galaxy to believe again and it's become this legend yeah. again about like how one person can stand well, that up line, against... isn't it? It's that the, he was the spark that lit the fire, yeah. that burned. Yeah, it's a little bit... That line's a bit yeah. clunky. It's again, a bit much. It's a... But at the same time, like, it's great for a trailer. Yeah. And it's great for... To, it's, it's a great eulogy yeah. for Luke Skywalker. Um, but at the same time, it's a bit contrite if you're trying to say it to someone. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that's about it, to be honest. We are the like, seed that will plant the tree that will grow to become... That will grow the, and then we'll grow some more the, seeds the, that will plant some more seeds and more trees might grow. Become the kindling that will be part of the fire that will also <laughs> that will also go into the lighter. That, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I am fully on board. I love... The new character. I need to see what happens to Kylo. I just the the supreme leader is dead. Long live the supreme leader. Yeah, fucking great little bit. Hux. We haven't. What even are we talk- going to do with Hux? We haven't even talked about. We Hux. haven't even cut. We haven't even touched on Hux. Fucking. But like all these and Phasma. Even Phasma just is the Boba Fett of this series because she looks yep. cool, but she does fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I genuinely I understand why you can't really then you can't say they're better or worse than the original trilogy in my mind because they're different and i think the analogy that i sort of thought about the other day was like imagine if you and all your mates that you like grew up with and were like best mates with forever were like invited to the best party you've ever been to ever and it's like i don't know like leo dicaprio's oscar party on his yacht yeah. And it's just like the coolest thing you've ever seen. And it's like everything looks amazing and sounds amazing, but you're there with your mates as well. So you're sharing it with them. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. This is great. It's brilliant. That's the new trilogy. The original trilogy is like going for a pint with your dad and your brother. Yeah. It's still, both of those things are great nights out. Yeah. But one of them is a lot more emotionally resonant and a lot closer. And there's a lot of history yeah. there because they're your family. Yeah. And you've got all that. That's the original trilogy. Whereas the other one is, this is amazing. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. But it's not as deep. You won't yeah. remember it in three yeah, years. Time. And that's the thing. That's exactly what I have with this is that, is that there isn't there isn't the same resonance no. for me. They could, I mean, in time there could the, be. I, I think the reason that eight is so resonant with me is because of that scene with Carrie. Yeah, and also, but, but I if also, it were if it wasn't for that, I probably would have been a bit more lukewarm to it. I don't know. I think because for me, like I say, it's it's a worthy continuation and culmination of Luke Skywalker's story. Yeah, who is a character who I've grown up with forever. 
Yeah. So for that reason. Like, oh, yeah, I like it. But at the same time, like, I'm still in that weird sort of headspace where I can be like, where I can just shut it off. Yeah. And seven and eight just don't exist, like one, two and three. But not not yeah. to say that they both, they all belong in the same trash can. Yeah. Like one, two and three definitely belong in the trash can. Yeah. Seven and eight do deserve a place as DVDs on the shelf. Yeah. And then... But like, I, I would feel that it, like, I completely get... Like, they are meant to be self-contained trilogies. Yeah. Like, you can just watch and finish at Return of the Jedi and yeah. never touch it. But at the same time, there will be... This is what we've got to remember is about we're approaching this from a particular generational point of view. Yeah. But there will be kids out there oh, yeah. who latch on to yeah. Ray. Well, and you see at Comic-Cons. You see... I like, love the, the, and the, I love the, that. What Star Wars has done... What, what Ray has done for Star Wars, women in Star Wars, yeah. is amazing. And not only that, just that there's her, and then there's also Finn as a black character. Yep. But And the representation of that, and just... Poe as a Latino character. Yeah, and that everyone's just latching onto these new... And everyone and there'll be kids who love them and can't wait to see the next one because they want to know what happens to Ray, yeah. or they want to see more, of, and they, or they love yeah, BB-8. Yeah. And we won't get have that because we're not kids when these movies are out. We're adults. No. But there will be kids out there who are. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's broom boys out there, man. Yeah, of course yes. there are. Like, and that's the thing. Like, my friend's a, son only got into Star Wars because of Episode Seven, yeah. and then went back. Yeah, there are there are loves kids, all of them. Yeah, but that's what I love is that there are kids out there who think Luke Skywalker is the coolest ever. In the same way that we thought back when we saw Return of the Jedi for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's the same guy. It's the same yeah. actor giving a exactly. career best performance. Yeah, and it feels like the same character. And the same with Han. Han's really cool. Chewie's really cool. Yeah. Leia's awesome. Yeah. And none of those, none of the characters have been betrayed. I think that's the worst thing that could have happened is that if any of the original characters yeah, felt I, betrayed. And, and that's happened. the thing. I know that some people do genuinely feel that like Luke was betrayed like because of the way. But uh, you and I, our opinions are very different. Other people's opinions are going to be what they are. But... Getting back to the point, there are going to be people out there that are genuinely going to be like massively inspired by this film. Yeah. Which is why I think it succeeds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really excited about seeing the next one, seeing how it all wraps up. Yeah. I've got trepidation about it. I think mm-hmm. you have as well, because I'm worried that as a result of the backlash that happened because of The Force Awakens, they're going to try and placate people yeah. and make it a bit more of a safe... That's... I just really want them to make Finn and Poe a couple. It's not going to happen, man. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. I just really want it, it to won't, happen. Though. I'm he absolutely ma- shipping They it. got a load of shit because they had a female admiral in the last one. Can you imagine the amount of shit they yeah. get if they had a gay couple? They'd go mental. I'd love it. It'd I know you would, brilliant. but they'd hate it. They'd be, honestly, they would not stand for it. Like oh, America so would good. tear itself apart. Like, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. It would be great, but it was never. Po-finked. it would never happen. Oh, it'd be po-finked. Oh, don't. Um, yeah I mean yeah we both have our reservations about it I I keep forgetting it's even happening that's because you're just very very busy I am a very busy man Um, I I'm yeah I'm really excited for it I've literally just finished reading the book the Bridging the Gap book which is called um, Resistance Reborn it's actually really good yeah Um, and it deals with like the aftermath of The Last Jedi and like particularly from Poe's point of view like the guilt that he feels over how much he fucked up yeah um and I'm really I'm excited and apprehensive about how they're going to do it because I know they're going to I want them to push forward. Yeah. With the new characters. Yeah. I don't want them to keep looking back. But then you look at the trailer and it's like, oh, we'll bring the Emperor back. I'm like, why? 
<laughs> why are you bringing the Emperor back? Yeah. Like, I was excited for the fact about the prospect of Kylo being the big bad now. Yep. There's no big bad above him because he killed the big bad above him one film ahead of time. <laughs> so yep. now he's the big bad. Yep. That's uh, right. Bring it on. But they go, nah, there's also the Emperor. I'm like, why? Yeah, I'm hoping that's a fake out. I don't know. I'm hoping it's some sort of genuinely. Like, okay, like, so we've got, we're at an hour and 16 on the dot. That's not too bad. Okay, so we've got, so you've got uh, from, uh, when I say you've got two minutes to tell me what you want out of episode nine. Jesus Christ. I don't know what I want. I I just. (sighs) Okay, so you've got one minute to tell me what you want and one minute to tell me what you don't want. Um, Starting from now. I want a, a. Resonant conclusion to the to the story. I want um, I want Ray to just be Ray and not have to be. I, no, I don't know. You don't want her to be Ray one can I? I don't want her to be connected to anyone. Um, I don't. Uh, do I want Kylo to be redeemed? I don't know because I don't feel like that you can do that without having a scene with him and Leia. Yeah. So I don't know what I want from Kylo's resolution. I feel like there's no way of resolving Kylo's story in a way that will satisfy me now because you can't have a scene between him and his mum. Yeah. So no matter what you do, you can have a scene between him and Luke because you can, Mark Hamill is going to be come back and we know he's going to come back as a force ghost. Yeah. 15 seconds. So yeah, I don't know. I, I want more from Finn. I want to conclude a proper conclusion and a bit of meat to his character. Yeah. Um, I want a good explanation as to why the Emperor's there. Yeah. I want the Knights of Ren. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. What so, do you want? <laughs> so, uh, what I want, I want it to be less safe than seven. I want it to be as original as eight in the way that it deals with themes and that it deals with what happens. I want it to be a little bit more brave. I don't want it to be a tidy ending. I don't want everything to be tied up with in a with a bow like in Jedi. I want to see the Knights of Ren, but at the same time, I'm not really that connected. They no. looked pretty menacing and looming in the background at one point, but not really that fast. Yeah. Um, I do really want to see what and how they tie up um, Kylo. Kylo's arc along with Rey's. Mm. <clears throat> And finally, I really, really want them to, the Finn and Poe to do a big kiss on screen. It would never happen, man. It would never happen, but I really right. wanted to. And then, yeah. <clears throat> but, so yeah, it's going to be out, what, in like a week's time yeah. now? And then, uh, yeah, so we're going to see it on the Sunday? Well, no, we're, on, are you doing midnight? I can't remember. Probably, maybe. I am. I think so. I'm doing. I'm going to a midnight show in. I'm cutting out halfway through my work Christmas party to go to the midnight show in because Brilliant. that's how dedicated I am to this shit. Yeah, you um, can turn up in a tux. Yeah, but with a little Yoda tie. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing, and then we're going. We're going again at the IMAX on the Sunday. Yeah. Um, so at some point during all that chaos, we will record an episode about it. Um, yeah, it's big. A lot of the time, I feel these they need two watchings just to sort of process because. Yeah. Like, particularly like with Last Jedi, like, just blew my mind. Because yeah. there was so much information to take in. We hadn't even started the podcast at that point. Oh, no. No, I no. Gosh. What a time. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, so yeah, our next episode is um, astonishingly going to be Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah, um, and we'll get into it. That is a scary prospect. Please don't fuck this up, JJ. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't fuck it up. Don't keep banging on about how it's the end of the saga, and then not do it right. Yeah. <sighs> God. Okay. It stresses me out. I don't right. Okay, that's it. We're done. Okay. So thanks yeah, you can thanks for listening, everyone. Uh tune in next week to listen to our episode of whatever Star Wars film it's called. Don't be disrespectful. Forgot, it's called Star Wars Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, which also fills me. Isn't with... it isn't it Rise of the Skywalker? No, it's Rise of Skywalker. The, not the Skywalker, not, just the rise of no the, the ri- in it. No, the rise of Skywalker. Okay. But that, even that title feels me, feels me with trepidation because yeah. every Skywalker we know is dead. So what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> please, please don't fuck it up. Anyway, yeah. So we're going to see rise of the rise of Skywalker, and uh, yeah, tune in next week to listen. If in the meantime you've got any thoughts, a lot of people do. Yeah, like if you complete, like we've talked about how much we like the last year. Like if you if you are one of the guys, one of the people out there who really doesn't like it, and James you, Russell, yeah. Many, many people who I've argued with on the internet over the last or during that period, during the dark times, during Dom's dark times, during the Clone Wars, um, then let us know. Um, we're prepared to have a conversation. I will, yeah, yeah, I promise I won't shout because <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so you know you... that's not the Jedi way, that's not what Luke would have wanted. No, my fucking hero Luke wouldn't have gone on Facebook perpetually. And gotten so mad at other people that he projected it onto people that enjoyed it. So much so that they couldn't talk to him about it. And it made them very sad that they couldn't talk to their big Star Wars friend about Star Wars because he was so cross at strangers on the internet. Uh, so you can find <coughs> us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, uh, which is the Omcast Pod. Uh, or the Omcast. And then you can email us at theomcastpod at gmail.com. Yeah. And that's about it. So that's going to wrap it up. We are going to uh, probably not sleep for the next week out of excitement. Um, you don't love you. Keep forgetting it's even happening. I know. I'm going to sleep because I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. So what was it about an hour and a half? It's going to be in my face next week. I keep forgetting it's happening. But there's going to be lightsabers and X-Wings and things.